Good evening. Well, this is a good group. I just knew that whoever would come tonight would be exactly who God would want to have be here. You know, some of our things are planned a year in advance, a year out, you know, when Kristen and I get together and, and plan for retreats and things. And some of the things God just plans and they come up in a week. And this is one of those things that God has planned. Yes, come on down, guys. So we just want to welcome you guys here, and I'll open up with prayer. For those of you who I've not met yet, my name is um, Terry Hamrick, and I'm Pastor Gary's wife. And I hear this. I'm sorry. I'm going to take it out. So let's begin tonight with prayer. Lord, thank you so much for bringing each of us here tonight. We pray that our hearts and our minds our ears and our eyes would be open to all that you have for us tonight to receive from you. We thank you for our precious lady guest speaker that, that you have brought, Lord. All of this is ordained by your hand. It's amazing how you brought it to be. And so I just thank you, God, for Darlin and this special night that we have together to hear her testimony. I thank you for each woman that has come. And may you be glorified in this place, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I guess I just want to take like one minute to tell you how all of this fit together because it is so God. Um, the summer book club that Janet was leading was doing, um, you know, the first book. And Janet, my mind is blank. Like, what was the first book? Ki- yeah, Killing Christians. Okay, and then in that Killing Christians, you guys talked about the second book, Dreams and Visions. Okay, so... I'm supposed, this happened like two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, and I was reading um, Dreams and Visions that Janet gave me to read because I wasn't able to make it to the book club. And it was so good. And so I was texting Janet, wondering, when are we going to hook up? I want to give her back the Dreams and Visions book about how God is appearing to Muslims in Dreams and Visions to show them himself and how they can be saved. And so... Um, that morning, I had said to Janet, I'll meet you out, you know, out here, and I'll give you the book. Okay, so I'm in church. It's the third service, and Rebecca comes up to me, and she's like, oh, I want you to meet my friend. Um, th- this is Darlin, and I said, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you, and she said she's a Muslim that, that God, is that the song we need to, like, that sing? Okay, all right, I'll try to, like, focus. It's, <laughs> it's really hard for me. <laughs> Um, no, it's okay. And so she, so I said, oh, yes, share with me your testimony. Her testimony could have been in that book, Dreams and Visions, because God, that's what God did for her. She grew up in a Muslim home and knew nothing about Jesus. And Jesus, I don't want to give away her testimony, but she's telling me this testimony. I said, oh, my word, you've, you've got to meet our book club leader that they're go- the, our ladies are going through these books, dreams, and visions, and you, like, fit right in. Um, so I took her to meet Janet, and then uh, she got to meet my husband, Gary, and he said that it would be wonderful for her to come um, and speak. And so how many of you ladies were in um, the book club this summer? Okay, and, and, and the, then the rest of you just heard about, like, this through the email. That's great. I am so glad that you have come. May you truly be, pardon? Yes. 
it's good for, yeah, use it for uh, God's glory, right? Um, you might not have brought your Bibles, um, but if you did, would you just turn to Psalm 20? And then we'll just start by reading the psalm um, of the day. Did you know that Psalm 20 is like the psalm of the day? Because today is the 20th, so we'll just read Psalm 20, and we'll see what God has to say to us. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious. We will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. O Lord, save the king. Answer us when we call. Isn't that beautiful? Love that. And Darlin told me to tell you guys tonight that she brought, um, she's going to sing for us before she shares her testimony. And she brought her her own CD, um, and they're out on the table. And she said it in such a sweet way that um, no seed is too big and no seed is too small that you'd like to give to plant because all of it will go uh, for missions in Africa to see that those are touched by the name of Jesus. And I asked Daniel, her husband Daniel is with her tonight, if he'd like to come and introduce her. So would you welcome Daniel tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be here tonight. I want to say big thanks to the pastor and the wife for the great privilege given to us to stand before their congregation. And I want to say big thanks also to my sister and her husband, our great friend, praise the Lord, that brought us to the city. We are grateful. Hallelujah. Um, tonight, I want to introduce my wife. I met her many years ago. And when she was a student, I, I came to preach in that same school. And she called upon me someday that Jesus appeared to her. And she's a Muslim and she don't know where to do, what to do. And um, I led her to Christ. And um, I began to disciple her. By the grace of God, I never molest her. I disciple her faithfully. Praise the Lord. The young, beautiful girl that came to Jesus. And today we have people who, when young girls come to them, they want to receive Jesus, they take advantage of them. Praise the Lord. I taught her the way of the Lord. Got her baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then, praise the Lord. The Lord saw how I walked faithfully. And the Lord gave her back to me as my wife. Praise the Lord. Today, she's a preacher. She's a worshiper. She's a mother to so many people. 
to the church. We've gone for missions. I never knew she could be strong to do mission work. We've gone to places where I never believed she could stand the trials, and she did. Praise the Lord. Today I'm glad to introduce to you darling Daniel. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, back there in Africa, when we say praise the Lord, we shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> okay, hallelujah. hallelujah. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Amen. I'm so glad to be here. I want to say thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I thank God for the, the opportunity he's given to me to stand before you wonderful people, wonderful women of God. I can see lovely faces. The Lord is here. I feel the power of God in this house. Can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for the pastor, the set man of this house, Pastor Gary and his lovely wife who has received us with all of her heart, all of their heart. They wanted us to be here. I want to thank God for this wonderful assembly as well. And the Cornerstone women, God bless you all. Hallelujah. To my lovely sister too, Sister Rebecca, I love you. Thank you so much. She is the connection. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. I want to do a song. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just love to worship the Lord because when I gave my life to Jesus, it was something new. It was different. I have never experienced what I experienced when Jesus appeared to me in a dream. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you the story how I met the Lord. But then I love to sing this song to make you see how I feel that the Lord loves me so much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you're going to sing the song with me because it touches my heart. He goes, Jesus. He's coming to play drums for me. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Amen. The one you love has come to worship you. I don't know if you feel loved by the Lord. Have you come to worship the Lord this evening? You can join me sing the song. Jesus. 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 Jesus, the one you love. 
has come to worship you. I'm the one you love, the one you love has come to worship you. Somebody say, Jesus, 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 say, Jesus, Jesus, the one you love has come to worship you. Can you join us in the song?
Most time. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Put your hands together for Jesus. God is so good. God is so good. All the time. God is good. Praise God. Tonight, I want to thank you for coming here into Cornerstone Church. And I know that you'll be blessed. Amen. I want to say quickly that the Lord is raising an army. The Lord is raising a people of power. The Lord is raising a people of praise. And those people are women. Why? Because it is a woman who has the burden. When she goes on her knees, she will pray and she will cry. A woman has a heart for the nation. A woman is someone who, is, who has a womb. You know, when it's a woman, it means you have a womb. Hallelujah. A woman, a man with a womb. That's who you are. Hallelujah. So what is a womb meant for? A womb is meant for reproduction, right? The womb that God has put in you spiritually is to birth a new revival. The womb that God has put in you is to give birth to a new generation. The womb that God has put in you is to make sure that you call on him and let him put in you the righteous seed that will bring about revival. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, ask ye of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign in Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Ask ye of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain, and the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. He says, ask. When you ask, you receive. Hallelujah. So when you ask anything in the name of Jesus, you receive. And that reminds me of Mary. When she got to the, when she got to the, the grave, she wanted to see Jesus. She went with spices and she was saying, oh, where is my Jesus? And she saw that his body was taken away. She cried and cried and cried and said, oh God, where is my Jesus? They've taken his body. Where is Jesus? They've stolen him away. Why she cries, even Jesus stood before her. The tears of her eyes covered her eyes and she couldn't even see that it was Jesus standing by her. Hallelujah. The cry of Mary caused Jesus to come back to the place of resurrection. He got back to the place, the sepulcher where he rose up. He came back to the spot. Why? Because he wanted to see Mary. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to satisfy her need. He wanted to meet her need because of the tears of her eyes. If you can take those tears to the feet of Jesus, if you can cry unto the Lord, ask whatever you want, ask for the revival of the nation, ask for the salvation of these Muslims, God will give it to you. Hallelujah. You bought a revival because you have a womb. God is raising women with passion. And you and I are going to pray. You and I are going to ask for the reign of revival. He said, ask the former and the latter rain shall be released. Hallelujah. The rain will be released. The rain of revival.
Why we don't have revival is because there are no more intercessors. God is raising women that will stand in the place of prayer. That will go on their knees and cry unto the Lord and open the heavens with the tears in their eyes. Hallelujah. You are a woman. The woman, the generation of women that God is raising are those ones who will go down on their knees and pray. And if we pray, our children will be saved. If we pray, our communities will be saved. If we pray, our nations will be saved. If we pray, the whole world will be saved. God wants you and I to go back to the place of prayer. Praise the Lord. And why I'm talking about prayer is because when I gave my life to Christ, there, were, there was a revival in the northern states in Nigeria which my husband is one of the pioneers of the revival at that time. They were praying. They were praying for salvation of souls. They were praying for revival. They were praying for, oh God. They say, oh God, save the Muslim communities. Save them. They were praying. I never knew this until I gave my life to Christ. And God led me to him because he was praying. Hallelujah. Now, um, when, I, when I was raised as a Muslim child... My father was a fanatic, very fierce, very, uh, very strict person. He was, I was talking to my, my sister, Rebecca. I said, have you ever watched Sound of Music? And she said, yes. You know how the man, Von Trapp, behaves? You know how the children run into their shell, they run into their room, and they just cover up themselves when their father is around? That's how my father behaved. When he comes to the house, we all run away. Sometimes we turn our book upside down, pretend to read, and he'll come and say, I know, I know you're not reading the book. He will help you fix it right. <laughs> Hallelujah. We grew up in timidity. I grew up, I was, so, I was so scared. I was timid. I was afraid. In this religion, you were forced to do everything, whether you like it or not. They told us to go to the Islamic school. They pushed us out and asked us, whether you like it, you are born a Muslim, you must die a Muslim. You must die for the cause of jihad. Whatever is said before you, you're, you're asked to do the wrong things. Praise the Lord. If you do something which is right in your heart, you know it's right. But in the real sense, in the eyes of the Muslims, you're not doing the right thing. If it is not in the name of Allah. Praise the Lord. I... I gave my life to Christ just before, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, when, when, I, when I was a little girl at the age of 13, I started to have this feeling. What kind of religion is this? Hatred. There is no love. We all have uh, uh, this self, self-pity. We can't even express ourselves. You, don't, you, you can't even keep a friend. You're locked up in the house all day. Praise the Lord. Apart from staying in the house, you have to go to the Islamic school. But when, when, when I, I thought about this, I said, is this all about life? Will I continue to live my life this way? And one day, I spoke to my mother because she was from a Catholic home. My father married her as uh, a Catholic and they took her into uh, where she went into marriage with my father he, he told her you can go on with your, your religion and then she said well 
If not this man, I'm not going to marry anyone. Her parents tried to stop her from getting married, but she said no. That's why we need to guide our children not to marry an unbeliever, praise God, not to talk of a Muslim. But then when they got married a few years into their marriage, it turned sour. He began to force her to do the Islamic prayer. She wasn't happy about it, but she has nothing to do. She can't do anything because she's already married and she has children already. Now, the Muslims also believe that the, the way to fulfill the vows as an Islamist, you have to marry an, uh, an infidel. According to them, Christians are infidels. When you marry uh, someone who is not a Muslim, you are winning souls. So they want to go out there to get married to the Christians. Sometimes they disguise. Sometimes they want to tell you they are saved and they come to church and then they get married to the Christians just to get them into, the, uh, into their own fold. So when he got married to her, he told her, don't worry, you will go to church. I'll let you do whatever you want to do. But when she got into the marriage, the story changed. So he began to force her to do what she didn't want to do. When she cries, this is not our agreement. He hit her. He beat her up. She had scars all over her body. I grew up sometimes. I watched them fighting. I watched him kicking her. Sometimes she was rushed to the hospital because he has beaten her up. And when she couldn't overcome, she has to just continue to, to do what he asked her to do. So I saw that it was hatred. It was it was really bad. How can I watch my father beat up my mother this way? I began to grow up in bitterness. I hated everything that was going on. I was, I was in deep depression, frustrated. I was lonely. No one to talk to. No friend. Praise the Lord. It was miserable for me. Sometimes when I go to school, I don't even write. When I look at my books, I'm, I'm crying. During my examinations, I can't write. I can't do anything. All was, that was in my mind is how, how. How can I be born into such a family? Why? Why am I born? I want to die. You know, I began to you know, feel so bad. But as I grew up, I continued and continued in the way I was taught because I had no choice. So I became the best student in Arabic. I started, I started studying Islamic studies, you know, I just concentrated because I didn't have any way out, no other way. Praise God. But one day, as I was lying down in the, in the courtyard, I saw a star. I closed my eyes and I saw a star. All of a sudden, as I looked at the star, I wanted to go up. You know, I saw myself trying to catch the, the star. I thought it was, uh, what do you call it, a sand. Uh, fire, fireflies. I thought it was fireflies. So I was dreaming. So I stood up and I ran towards the star, wanted to catch it, but it grew bigger and I became scared. So as I watched the star grew so big, then it became a man. I said, Whoa, what is this? What is this? Then I saw a man standing in front of me with a cross in his hands. He held the cross with his left hand, and he stood by me. Then I stood up, I said, who are you? He said, I am your Lord Jesus, 
I am your Lord Jesus. So I ran towards him and I held him on the waist. Then he patted my head and said, oh, I just came to say hello to you. I said, oh, my heart was filled with joy. I felt like I'm standing before my father. I felt new. I felt loved. I felt something different that I've never felt before. So he said, I'm leaving you. I just came to say hello. I said, oh, no, I have to go with you. I have to go. You can't leave me here. No, I hate this house. I won't stay here. So he said, okay, let's go. So he laid the cross just became, you know, just suspended in the air and then he went on the cross held the two sides like a bike and he helped me with his hands put me behind him and I held him by the waist then we were like riding on a bike so the cross went to the sky the cross was going high high up to the sky so when I I saw myself in the sky wow wow then I got to the top, you know, like I saw the trees very small. I was like, whoo, Jesus, this is lovely. Because he said, I am your Lord Jesus. So I called his name in my dream. Ooh, Jesus, what is this? Then he pointed the earth and said, you have to go back. It's not time. If I take you away, that's the end. You have to go back. So he brought me back to the place where he took me and he said, bye-bye. So he held the cross and the he was lifted up in the sky. As I stood, I was looking at him. Oh, oh my God. Then I woke up from my sleep. And I, I realized I was just, I just slumbered for a few minutes. I thought it was a dream. It was a long dream. That was actually the first encounter I had with the Lord. So I became worried. But I wanted more. I wanted to see him again. Wow. This is Jesus. He said, I am your Lord Jesus. He called himself my Lord. So I was ready to give up everything. But I didn't know what to do. So again, my father, I, w I kept going to the monks. Of course, I couldn't do anything. I'm just a little girl. When I became 19, I had another encounter. This time, I got to the church. I saw myself in church, sitting down in the congregation of saints. Then I realized I was in church. Wow, what am I doing here? My father is going to kill me. Oh my God, I can't stay here. I have to go back to the mocks. Let me go back. So I took my bag and I ran out of the door. And I began to run. I, I was going towards the gate. There was a gate in the church premises. So I ran towards the gate. And as soon as I got to the gate, the gate opened. When it opened... And I realized there was no way. But this is the gate I came through, you know, to the church. As the, the, I was looking, what, why, why, why is there no way? So I tried to lift my head up to see the, 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 the block, something like a block, block, you know. The, it blocked the gate, something blocked the gate. So I was looking up, then I saw that it was a feet, feet. I was like, whoa. So I looked up and I saw that Jesus was standing. I'm sure it's God, you know. He stood from heaven to earth. And it was as tiny as an ant before the feet, one of the toes of the Lord. When I looked at that, I was overwhelmed. I was falling backwards. Then I woke up 
I said, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this is awesome. I went on my knees that night. I wept all through the night. I cried, save my soul, help me, deliver me, have mercy on me. I began to cry and call on his name. Praise the Lord. But I didn't know what to do. I ran home uh, I, uh, because I traveled with my father to the village. He has asked me to come to the village for one of the, his brother's ordination. They were going to ordain him as an imam, and I have to be there. But I was not interested in that occasion anymore. I be, an imam is someone who is like a bishop, someone who is pro, like a pastor, a senior pastor in the Muslim uh, religion, a clergyman. He was going to be ordained as an imam. So I wasn't interested anymore, and I began to uh, cry and pray, Lord, help me. Why am I in this mess? Save my soul. I'm ready to serve you. At this point, I couldn't just be, but just I just want to be in his presence. That's why I love that song. I want to be where you are. I want to be in your presence. Lord, tell me what to do. What can I do? So I called a lady. I've, I've been watching her. She's a Christian. That's why whatever we do, we are the mirror. We are the Bible of the world. People are seeing us. The way you live your life, the way you talk to people, the way you reach out to people, the way you show love. Your neighbors are watching. Your colleagues are watching you. Your friends are watching. Your enemies are watching. They want to know what you really believe. So when I gave my, I, 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 I had this encounter, I didn't know what to do. So I looked at the lady. I said, this lady is a Christian. I've watched her several times. I've seen her go to church. I've seen her with her Bible. I see her behavior. I see how she loves. And I went to her and said, please help me. I need to talk to you. There's something happening to me. Each time I go to bed, after that encounter, I see Jesus. I see his face. I see him. Sometimes he taps and say, wake up and pray. I say, wow. Or one of the, okay, one, okay, one of the times I, I had a dream, he spoke to me and said, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in my dream. I was like, wow. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. I woke up. I was looking. What verse? What verse? And I forgot the verse. The following day, I had a dream. He said, okay, Colossians, Colossians 1.13. Then I woke up and I quickly took my pen. I wrote it down. Praise the Lord. And in that scripture, it said, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. What the Lord has in stock for those who love him. I said, wow, that means the Lord loves me. He says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. What the Lord no, has it got into the mind of the people what the Lord has for his children and for those who loved him? I say, oh my God, I want to love you. Help me to love you. Help me to live for you. So I began to pray. But the lady told me, I'm going to take you to a pastor. So he will tell you what to do. He will pray for you. And then you will begin to grow in the Lord. So I said, okay. She took me to the church where they're having youth program from school. We went there, and I saw it was my husband. 
he he's a pastor to the youth. He goes from school to school, you know, preaching the gospel. And that day he was preaching on the Holy Ghost. And when he preached, he said, if you want to be filled, just come out. And I, I said, why not? And I went, he laid his hand on me and he prayed for me. He said, you have received the Holy Ghost. But I wanted to, I, I heard other people praying in tongues. I said, what's happening here? But nothing happened. He, t- he t- just told me, just go home and pray. You have been filled with the Holy Ghost. So I went home. That night, my father told me, where are you coming from? I said, I went to church. At that time, I became, well, whatever, is, whatever he wants to do, let him do. I knew that something is going to happen because my father is a very, very, I want to use the word wicked. He was very wicked. And he, he can do anything. So I was ready. Whatever is going to happen, let it happen. Praise the Lord. He said, if I die, let me die. And if I leave, let me leave. So when he heard me say, I went to church, he said, wow, this is the end of your life. You have despised me. You decide to accept that man. You want to stay in this house. He said to me, Jesus and Muhammad cannot stay in one house. He collected all my belongings and set them on fire. He took my books. That year I was going to write an exam. He burned them all. He said, you don't have to do anything. He said, whatever you become in life, it is Jesus that gives it to you. If tomorrow you become a beggar on the street, Jesus has given it to you. If tomorrow you find yourself um, uh, sleeping under the bridge, Jesus has given it to you. If tomorrow you can't even eat, you're begging for food, Jesus has given it to you. And when he said that, I began to cry. He said, I should renounce Jesus. And I said, no. Then he began to hit me. He hit me, hit my head on the wall. He kicked my stomach. He put his hand on my neck, tried to strangle me. I was screaming. I was too young. I couldn't overpower him. I cried for help. I was screaming. My mother was out there crying. You're going to kill her. You're going to kill her. The neighbors came all together in front of our house, shouting, Mr. Yusuf. That's my maiden name. My, my father's name is Yusuf. That means Joseph in the Islamic way. So he's, they would say, Mr. Yusuf, lead that girl. You're going to kill her. He said, it is better for him not to have a child than to have a child who will not follow his footsteps. It's a shame for him to have his own child convert to another religion. But I want to say this, that Jesus didn't die for religion. Jesus died for relationship. Jesus wanted us to be close to him. Some of us says we say that, you know, I'm a Muslim, I'm going to die a Muslim. Some say I'm a Catholic, I'm going to die a Catholic. Some say I'm a Buddhist, I'm going to die a Buddhist. Jesus didn't die for religion. Hallelujah. He wants you to have a relationship with him. So I was ready that night that if the apostles and the other disciples of Christ were able to suffer for him, who am I if he counts me worthy to bear this pain? I'm ready. So I said, I'm not going to say no to Jesus. He hit me on the wall again. He hit my head on the wall and he tore my clothes in pieces. He said, I'm going to kill you today. But all of a sudden, when he hit my hand, I had the broken wrist. So the pain, I just lifted my hands up and began to speak in tongues. I was not filled in the, with, the, with, with the, I was not speaking in tongues when they prayed for me. In the church. But when I felt the pain, I lifted up my hands and I said, He screamed and said, Oh, wow. 
you have gone this far. You have gone this far. You have gone as deep as this. Okay, perform a miracle. Let's see. Ha ha ha. He began to laugh like the devil. And something came upon him and he just calmed down. He was going to kill me that night. All of a sudden, he walked away. He walked away from the house. And my mother sent someone, please go check if she's still alive. One of the neighbors came into the house and saw me lying naked on the floor. And they picked me up and said, run. You have to run. If this man comes again, he might kill you. So I took a piece of wrapper, wrapped around me, and I ran out of the house. I was hospitalized for one week. I had human bite. He beat me. He did all sorts. All my body, I was injured badly. And I said, if this religion is religion, I will never, never go back to Islam. And I made up my mind I was going to serve the Lord who has shown himself to me, who has shown me so much love. Hallelujah. So, we left. He sent my mother out of the house that night. He said, you are the one who showed her to disrespect me. So you're going to leave the house. He divorced my mother that night and we had no place to go. So we went to an uncompleted house. We slept in an uncompleted building and we started praying that God will help us. To cut the long story short, God helped us. Amen. God sent people to us. People began to pray for us. You know, when I met my, I, I met my pastor, he told me, he said, if your father disowned you, his arms are widely open to receive you. He said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. I said, wow, Jesus is willing to receive me. He said, yes, Jesus will receive you. Jesus, his arms are waiting to receive you. Come, you will never suffer. Nobody suffers when he serves the Lord. He said, I have never seen anyone regret serving the Lord. He said, you will never, never regret. I was afraid of the future. My father told me I was going to be poor. He told me I was going to be a beggar. He told me because he's collected everything from me, I'm going to be a beggar on the street. And I said, wow, if Jesus would give life to me, he can give every other thing to me. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If he gave his only son, he can give us everything. Hallelujah. I want you to know that so many Muslims out there, they are just in bondage. Some of them don't know what they're doing. Like Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They really don't know what they're doing. Because when they kill you, when they persecute you, they think that they are doing good. Just like Paul, when he was persecuting the church, he thought to himself, he's offering service to the Lord. He thought to himself, he's doing a great work. Hallelujah. And the end time that we are in, there are people, when they hurt you, they feel that they are doing good to their God. And that is the Islamic spirit. When they kill, they are told that it's jihad. They are fighting for their, uh, their inheritance. They are fighting to get salvation. So they must kill to force you into Islam. They don't have any gospel. The Muslims don't have any gospel. They don't have any gospel. So when they want you to serve, they want you to, to become a Muslim, they, they do that by, you know, by terror. They do that by killing you. They do that by forcing you to do what you shouldn't do. To serve Allah. And I want you to know that Allah is not the same as God. 
Allah is not the same as uh, the, 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 the mighty God that we serve. We are serving a different God from that Allah. Praise the Lord. We are serving the almighty God, the most high God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe. He saves, he delivers, he, he gave us all that we need. He gave us life through his son. Praise the Lord. So tonight, I want you to know that Jesus, Jesus is still waiting to touch lives. But he cannot do that with, without our prayers. We, we have the power. Praise God. We have the power to decree and to declare. Whatever we want, whatever we want from God, he will do it. As long as you call on his name, he will do it. So if you call on the name of the Lord, say, Lord, save the Muslims. Save souls. You are praying with all of your heart on your knees. God will begin to visit homes. He'll begin to touch them, even in their Kaaba. God will begin to touch them, even when they're in Hajj, doing their prayer, doing their vows. God will reveal himself to them. Hallelujah. You, that can only happen when we pray. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray and say, oh, Lord, open the gates. Open the gates. The Bible says in Acts that Peter was in prison and the church was praying for him. Peter was in prison. The church was praying for his release. And when the angel of the Lord got to the prison, the chains were broken. The chains were broken. He thought he was dreaming. But he stood up and as he walked out of the prison, the gates were opened. Of its own accord. Why? Because the church was praying. If we want souls to be saved. We must pray. And the angel of the Lord will go before them. Even in Egypt. The angel of the Lord will go before them. The Islamic nations. In Syria. The angel of the Lord will go before them. The angel of the Lord will visit them. One by one. And they will have an encounter. With Jesus. The more we pray, the more they will dream. The more we pray, the more they see Jesus. Let us not hate because we are of God. The Bible says, let this mind be you, which was also in Christ. If you have the mind of Christ, you will pray for their salvation. If you have the mind of Christ, you will pray for their release. Because they are all in bondage. They are all in shackles of chains, bound by the, the spirit of Islam. When my husband was praying, he prayed, he got, you know, the, the, the intercessors were praying. I, I, I later realized that they were praying for Muslims and God revealed himself to me. Hallelujah. Today, he's my husband. He's my father. He's my friend. He's my mentor. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So, um, the gates I want us to pray about. Is that the Lord will reveal himself to them. Let the gates be opened. So that the souls of men will begin to come out and receive Jesus. Men and women in Islam will come out and receive Jesus. I want us to rise on our feet and begin to talk to the Lord. As my husband will pray for us. Lead us in prayers. So that God will touch the Islamic world. God will re reveal himself to the people. Of the world. God will receive, release himself. He will you know, show himself to more people. More people who are bound by the same spirit of Islam. Praise the Lord.
Praise the Lord. Um, let me just say this. We pray. When I was coming to United States this time, you saw my picture on Facebook when I was on the plane. Now, <clears throat> so many Nigerians, they wanted to travel to the States, but they were afraid of traveling with Arab Airlines. But I flew with Arab Airlines, Qatar. And when I was coming, I was dressed like a preacher. You saw my photograph on Facebook. I was dressed like a preacher. From Nigerian airports, people told me, why did you do this? They will kill you in Qatar. You will be kidnapped. I said, if God will use me to spark up a revival in Qatar, then let them try it. So I wore it with my cross and with my Bible, I came into Qatar. And people were greeting me, Holy Father. I say, yes, the Father is in heaven. I am the Son. <laughs> well, you know what amazed me? When we had to check into the second plane that will bring us to Washington, they did serious search on people. But when I walk up to the security post, they say, no, we can't touch you. You are a holy father. Just go. And I walk through. <laughs> I said, even the Arabs, they wanted the gospel. I preached to an, an Iraqi man. And when I told him, I said, in the Quran, the Quran said, Jesus, that is Isa, and maybe Isa, that's prophet Jesus, is the son of Miriam, which is Mary. I asked the Iraqi man, I said, do you answer your mother's name in school? He said, no. In school, what's your son in? Is it your mommy's name? He said, no. So, why will the Quran deny the father of Jesus and now wrote Jesus' mother's name in place of his father's name? Every other prophet in the Quran answered their father's name. But when you get to Jesus, they deny the power thereof. They say, Jesus, the son of Mary. I said, your gospel is not complete. It's confusing. I preached to him. He gave his life to Jesus. I went to India for mission. I right there in India, I met a man. His wife was dying of cancer of the esophagus. She couldn't eat and she can throw up. The whole place is gone. And then they told him, take the remaining of your wife and go. Because she could still move one finger. She was in coma. This man came smoking. He got into the room I was. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Ahmed. If you will pray in the name of Jesus, your wife will go back to Iran alive. Sorry, Iraq. He said, am I sure? I said, yes. I prayed with him. He gave his life to Jesus. I prayed with his hand. He went there, prayed with his wife. 
came back. The third day, he went back and the wife called his name. He told me he has never seen anything like this. For that reason, he's going back to Iraq to tell them Jesus is Lord. Christianity is not just a religion. It's a relationship with God. Christianity is power. Somebody say power. Power. I believe in power. Praise the Lord. I want to pray tonight. Amen. Not just for the Muslims. That God will give us power. Endure us with power and boldness. I can go into the mocks and preach. I went into a mocks in northern Nigeria. They tried to kill me. And I stood and I lifted up my hand in the name of Jesus. And they all stood still. In Zaria, shows away. I believe in power. The church is sleeping in America. Islam is coming like wildfire on dry grasses. We need to wake up. Occultism is growing. We need to wake up with the power of the Holy Ghost and go against them. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says the church of God is marching on. The gate of hell shall not prevail. We have to march, not just sitting, not just stay in one place. So I want us to pray just to prayer point tonight. First of all, that God will send revival to the sons of Ishmael, the Arab countries. Let them encounter Christ. When she gave her life to Christ, she came in and found out that there are youths that don't sleep. We pray every night for Muslims. And that was why Jesus went to her. Where you can get to, Jesus will go. I want us to pray for Iran. I want us to pray for Kuwait. Saudi Arabia. Let Jesus appear to people. Let them see Jesus himself. They say they don't want preachers, but they can't resist Jesus. Because the earth is of the Lord and its fullness thereof. When she saw Jesus standing, she was running out of the church. And then she could see that just his feet is higher and higher than the towers of the earth. I want to pray today that God will give us the grace the spirit of intercession. I want to pray that this church, amen, will have more Muslim converts than any church in America. Amen. This is not a big meeting, physically, or spiritually is big. Because God only raise intercessors. And it's the women that have the womb that will give birth to it. Men don't give birth because they got no womb. It's women. Are you ready to give back to revival? Muslims will come and say, please, can you lead me to Jesus? Jesus appeared to me and said, I should come to that church. What's the name of the church again? Cornerstone. Jesus sent me to Cornerstone. Praise the Lord. We, we had that experience. Muslims came to our church and said, one Michael directed them. There was no Michael in our church. Later we discovered it was an angel. Go to that church. Go see that preacher. Praise the Lord. I see a great harvest 
coming upon the church. Can we just lift up our holy hands up to Jesus and ask God to give us revival. Let's ask God to revive us. Let God give us a spirit of intercession in the mighty name of Jesus. We are also praying at this time in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the fire of revival will come down. We want to pray to the Islamic world, even to the Islamic world, to the Muslim world. Let's pray, Lord Jesus, visit them. Jesus, visit them. Let the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ go forth. Go forth. We call them Muslims converts. We call them Muslims convert. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you. Secondly, we're going to say, do the last prayer. Father, can you say after me, Father? Give me boldness to preach your gospel. Give me boldness. Give me power. I receive boldness. I receive boldness. I receive power to preach the gospel. Boldness. Power to preach the gospel. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive it now. Receive power. Receive boldness. Receive it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Before I drop the microphone. Is anybody here that is not born again? You are just a religious Christian like Nicodemus. You go to church, but no personal encounter with Jesus. And you want to say tonight, Lord Jesus, I want to be where you are. I want to have a personal encounter with you. The reason why I cannot be converted to another religion is because I know Jesus one on one. I know Jesus face to face. How many of you here tonight say, Jesus, I just want to have an encounter with you. I'm not sure of my salvation. I want to know you more. Can you just come up here to the altar so we can pray with you? Anybody here tonight? You want to surrender your all to Jesus? You're not sure you're a Christian. The Bible says, except you're born again. You don't have a new life in God. And you want Jesus to give you new life. Can you come let me pray with you? Anybody in the house? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for the salvation of everyone here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know, I was in India. And um, Indians have about 360 million gods also in Buddhism. And they told me that Jesus is one of the gods in Buddhism. (laughs) Is that right? Okay, praise God. And um, I told them, that is the religious Jesus, not Jesus the Christ. I was preaching and a Buddhist man came in, a sick religion man. And the power of God took him from the front seat. He fell at the back. When he got up, he said he met with Jesus. So he want to take off that thing around his head. Amen. May the Lord cause you to have an encounter with Jesus. God bless you.
we're going to have a time of question and answer, and maybe, Daniel, you can be a part of that too. But I just wanted to um, thank you for praying for boldness for us because let me just read Colossians 1.13 that Darlin said that the Lord had said to her because it's very powerful. Colossians 1.13, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So I was thinking as you were praying that if we're praying for Muslims to come to us and say, you know, I had this dream and I don't know what to do with it. You know, can you share the gospel with me that just as Jesus shared Colossians 1.13 with Darlin, he might share Colossians 1.13 with them too. So mark it in your Bible, have Colossians 1.13 ready so that you can share that with them and, and tell them that's what Jesus does. When Jesus died on the cross, he brought us out from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light of the son that he loves. And he wants to save you. He wants to rescue you from the kingdom of darkness and bring you into the kingdom of light. That's why Jesus came into the world. So um, just be ready to share that. You know, you, you don't have to, like, be ready to, to preach a sermon to them. But if we could be ready to, like, share that verse and then just pray for them to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That would just be so awesome. 